What's up and welcome to the Hazardous Casuals podcast. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of the hosts and the game master for right now, which basically means I'm sort of the guide for the players along this adventure and in this story. Currently, we are playing the Genesis Narrative Dice System from Fantasy Flight Games, and our story takes place in a land known as Alaria. Alaria is a high fantasy setting with dragons, magic, wizards, knights, and a lot more. And you may be thinking or asking what you might need to know about Alaria to understand the story or to understanding our start of our story. And we're going to get into that in a moment. But before we do, we wanted to introduce you to the rest of the party. And first off, we're going to start with Gavin. Gavin plays Leo Thundershield. Hi, I'm Leo. I'm a human, a tall, giant specimen of a man. I'm a tradesperson. I sell goods and swing a sword. That's who I am. Next, we have Jordan, who plays Raytheon Mistweave. I play Raytheon Mistweave. He is a woodland elf ranger who has turned his... uh, Turned his mind to the study of magic later in his career. He uh, has some serious problems with shadow magic and uh, punch dances out his frustrations when he thinks he's alone. Up next, we have Donovan, who is playing Kachi Rogan. Hello, my name is Kachi Rogan. I am a Dunair from the southern deserts. And essentially, I am traveling with this group of misfits to help out a bumbling wizard he convinced me not to take my own life with alcohol at one point. Oh, what a great choice that's turning out to be. Well, right now I can only hope this adventure ends with a lot of wine, a lot of women, or at least half split of both. And finally, we have Seth. All right. Uh, and I'm Seth playing Makra, an orc monk who doesn't necessarily get along with people, so he travels around a lot, and now he's stumbled upon these buffoons. Alright, so before we hop into our first episode, we wanted to catch you up on the story so far. If you want a deeper understanding of the story, you can go back and listen to our prequel arc, but you don't have to. You can start with this episode right here. We ended up labeling our first arc of the story our prequel arc because we had some growing pains with technology, and we lost a party member early on, and that was a little difficult to navigate. So this is sort of our first episode. And with that, this is pretty much what you need to know about the world and the story so far. Fifty years ago, the Great War ended, and the land of Valeria settled into a time of peace. The people rebuilt and settled new cities and towns. The world seemed to prosper once more, and slowly old wounds began to heal. Life seemed good for a while, until a few years ago, when things began to change. Goblins began to roam about, kobolds openly attacked caravans, and the dreaded ferals of the black fields began hunting beyond the borders of that cursed land. A great wizard by the name of Morum Vazmir had been guarding something of great power and had kept it safe from the world for 50 years. He knew that things were getting worse, so he set out from a town called Three Oaks to discover why these strange things were taking place in the world. Morty somehow foresaw the danger that was coming and those who would be brought together to fight it. Before he left for his journey, he made preparations knowing that soon they would arrive in this little town called Three Oaks. Sure enough, 
Morty was right as we saw our adventurers arrive one by one at Three Oaks. First, we saw Raytheon, a woodland elf. Then, Kachi, a catfolk from the south. Leo, a human tradesman. And finally, Makra, a traveling orc monk. After they arrived at Three Oaks, they learned that the town was being protected by a magical artifact and that something was bent on destroying it. Tragically, the magical artifact was destroyed, and before our heroes could restore it, a necromancer began to raise the dead to attack the citizens. Our heroes were able to fight off the undead and defeat the necromancer, but as they were about to capture the necromancer, he managed to escape through a portal. During the confrontation with the necromancer, they discovered that he was actually after a piece of a broken sword that had been enchanted with dark magic, and our heroes were luckily successful in keeping it from the necromancer. This is where we pick up with our heroes in the story, as they had defeated the necromancer and saved the town of Three Oaks. Okay, so uh, last time on our podcast, we you guys finished your trials. You got blessed by the celestial being there at Three Oaks, Afriel, and then went into the made it to the final chamber in Morty's excuse me vault and discovered that there was some sort of blade or shard that uh, was being kept there, safeguarded there. Um, Jordan attempted to, well, Jordan uh, was, was having some inner, inner conflicts, and uh, the, the... Struggles with addiction. <laughs> the Guardians uh, came to life and began to attack y'all until uh, Ruby cleverly figured out the sort of um, way to defuse them or disarm them. Then after that, uh, y'all peered into the chest. Each chest had a name on it. It was your name. Um, Jordan got, uh, in Jordan's chest, he had arrows. In Donovan's chest, there was a cloak. In Leo's chest, there was a half-broken shield. In uh, Ruby's oh, chest... Thankfully. Thankfully, I thought it was completely broken, but it's only half broken. It's only guys. half broken. It's only half broken. <laughs> oh, man, you only got to half fix it now. <laughs> um, it still works. It's not quite broken yet. Uh, yeah, it's only half broken. After that, you guys went through a portal, teleported back into the academy, and upon exiting and leaving the um, academy, y'all ran into a... Uh, adversary who had who was definitely the necromancer behind raising all the skeletons and uh y'all swiftly defeated him uh but he barely with one hp literally one hp left teleported away and the skeletons died we should probably introduce each each other yeah i'm just watching from the tree to see what happens I know that Raytheon had a little bit of a conversation with our new friend. I don't remember the exact nature of that conversation, but it was basically just an introduction, wasn't it? Yeah, more or less like, who are you? What are you doing here? This is what we're doing here. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I guess, I mean, I guess we'd have to debrief with Zeku. Uh, he is passed out. Like he, he, yeah, we, we're like getting he him was, medical aid at this point. 
Raytheon just sort of like pushes past them. I am Raytheon Mistweave. It's a pleasure to meet you, Makra. Um, we have a friend who's in some dire straits. That's Leo. That one up there is Cat G. Um, I'm hiding. He thinks he's hiding. Um, <laughs> we've got a bit of a medical emergency. Uh, you seem like a, a capable fellow. Uh, mind lending a hand? And uh, uh, Raytheon just sort of like walks off toward uh, Zeku to see if he can get him somewhere where there's some stability. Sure. I can help. <laughs> Raytheon is like just fuming about this guy getting away, so he's trying to do something else. I reluctantly scramble down from the tree. Okay. Why, uh, oh, hello. I was up there for fighting reason. Um, of course. <laughs> sure. I can tell yeah. like this one. Yeah, I think you guys can get Zeku. Where do you want to take him? Well, depending on how bad off he is, maybe the morgue. Really, the only place that Raytheon can think of is uh, Ruby's mother. So he turns to Ruby and says, Do you think that uh, your mother would be able to help us with this? He's sort of the town healer, and she's sort of who she is. The town squealer? Um, I cast Divine Magic. Oh. Are you, oh, I guess that, yeah, that would make sense. You're you're a monk, right? Ah, yeah. Uh, well, do you want to try and heal our friend? If you would, it would be appreciated. I can certainly see what I can do. If you just want to straight heal him, you definitely can do that. If you want to like um, revive him, that will be something different as well. I can see that. Uh, revive incapacitated would add two difficulty. Mm-hmm. Good. Give him a sensu bean. <laughs> sensu bean! <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, a status effect that he's going through? That's... No, I mean, you wouldn't, you could, um, you wouldn't know that. I mean, just by looking at him, you'd have to make a check, I would say, to figure right. that out. But, I mean, like I said, if you just want to heal him, like heal, heal some wounds, that would be fine. But anyway, uh, so if you just—it just depends. Do you want to just straight heal him? That's a—that's a one purple difficulty. If you want to add reviving capacitated, uh, that's it's going to be a three purple difficulty. Yeah. I'll go ahead and try to revive. Okay, um, all right. All of it or none of it. All of it or none of it. Go big or go home. Go big. in a pine box. This is just my divine magic skill. Uh, yes. Believe in the heart of the cards. That always helps me. <laughs> All righty then. That's well, going to be one yellow, two green versus three purple. Okay. That is one success. No, one advantage. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> he stopped bleeding, but <laughs> you you healed him one strain. <laughs> I look, I look, my character looks straight at him and goes, yes, you said you're a healer, right? Said <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monk. Never said I was a healer. Maybe. Ah, yes, those semen monks. They are very popular. Yes. To, to revive him is a little bit beyond my capabilities, although he does not appear to be in any critical danger. Just try and heal him this time. All right. I'll just try to heal him then. Can I that's stop uh, rifling through his pockets? That's a success and two advantage. A success and two advantage. Okay. Uh, so you're going to heal one wound and uh, two advantage. Or two strain. 
Uh, well, let's just get him to my mom. I think he's okay to travel. Like, he's not... It doesn't look like he's dying or on the verge of death. So, let's take him to the Laughing Dragon Inn. Besides, from what we've rumored, she might know a lot more about his body anyway. My mom and Zeku were not lovers. Well, color me embarrassed then. La di da di da. Well, all right, let's carry the potato sack. I'll go ahead and help carry, since I'm probably stronger than most of the others. Uh, yeah, Raytheon's just going to pull security uh, on this, because he's not convinced the trouble's over. So you guys start making your way to the inn, and you see a lot of skeleton bones, like, just everywhere. Like, the closer you get to town, the more you see um, <laughs> skeleton rema- skeletal remains. Uh, you see a couple houses that seem to be on fire, or at least were on fire, and are now being put out. Um, the guards have kind of switched over from fighting to now sort of helping people who were have either been injured or put out fires or um, even a few patrolling, it looks like. And uh, you get to the Laughing Dragon Inn and you see uh, Eliza Marigold, uh, Ruby's mom, sort of in front of the inn. Kind of, and she's She's kind of directing some of her her men, her I guess you could I don't want to say mooks, but her her henchmen, but her uh, alternatively employed gentlemen. Yes, <laughs> yeah, alternatively employed gentlemen, um, and they, you know they're helping people, they're making sure that people aren't you know in, in dire need of medical attention, all that stuff. Before anyone else says anything, I'm going to go. I see you decorated, as I say, pointing out all the bones. You said that to Eliza? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was uh, quite a show, actually. It reminded me of the old days. I just hope that no one died. Well, they are bones. No one extra had cheese. <laughs> yes, uh, those who were not already dead. Uh, oh, by the way, this one, I think, sa- thinks she saw her uncle, right? Uh oh yeah, it was uh it was Uncle Ulrich, and uh, we had to re-kill him. He was looking good. He lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Eliza, he just sort of like face palms <laughs> and goes to find a drink. <laughs> yes, uh, you can take him in and um, just find a talk to the main guy at desk and find a room for him. Actually, um. I think there's a room on the first floor that we can you can put him in and let him rest. What did y'all find at the academy? And with that, she has like some of her guards come and take Zeku. Well, uh, let's just say Zeku wasn't feeling himself, so I tried to uh, remove his hand forcibly thinking that would stop the zombie army because he was holding an enchanted knife. And uh, that made him drop the knife. And uh, lo and behold, wonder of wonders, it didn't do shit to stop the uh, bone army. So uh, we still had to uh, fight. And uh, I'll let the companions tell you the rest since they're full of gab. But that was my heroic moment, I guess. What sort of enchanted blade? 
Do you still have it? I I do have it, but don't touch it. I've got it wrapped here in this uh, in this cloth. It's a shadow weave uh, dagger. That was what I was afraid of. Yes, yeah. they are. I- they are less dangerous to well they're still dangerous to humans but they are supposedly more dangerous to those who have been touched by the violet fever in other words dark elves also we've got to be careful with this thing my cousin Vinny, he tried to sell a couple of these things a while back and he almost got uh executed for it yes they are illegal Super duper illegal. Very illegal. Uh, we will notify the uh, guards, the captain of the guards, and he, she will um, make the proper, take the proper precautions and fill out the proper paperwork and dispose of, well, not dispose of, but take care of this object. We can't, like, Melted down into anything more useful. This is also the, like the most high quality materials. Yeah, as far as is known in Alaria, there is no way to destroy a shadow weave or touched shadow touched um, object. They are near indestructible and very deadly. She said, "May I? May I see it?" Uh Again, sort of shouts from the bar might not be a good plan. I I don't want to I don't want to touch it. I just would like to look at it to see. That's what I'd say. If that's what a lot of women have said, Raytheon. What a lot of women have said. Um, Here, okay. let's let's yeah. wait. Let's let's step inside. So she leads you into the bar. Uh, she actually steps behind the bar and goes, uh, "One on the house. What would each of you like to have? Not you, Ruby." Ruby kind of looks dejected. Oh. oh, I don't know. She's getting uh, she's getting up there. Sixteen in this day and age. <laughs> she's she's getting up there in age. <laughs> she's getting up uh, sixteen there. in this day and age. She probably has wine for meals. Uh, maybe. You hardly um, need to ask me. I'll take some of that uh, two moon wine if you've got it. She smiles. Um, and pulls it from under the counter uh, and pours you a uh, a healthy portion of two moon wine. Oh, this oh. makes me purr, you know. And I give her a wink. Uh, <laughs> where I come from, if you lap this up during a full moon, it says it does wonders for the skin, especially if you're naked. <laughs> oh, it does it now. Raytheon is uh, is busy drinking, already drinking some horrifying pop skull moonshine <laughs> <laughs> that he like found open on the bar. Uh, it's like half half drunk. Somebody else had been drinking it or something. Yeah. <laughs> she, My she... man grew up in the woods. He doesn't have any concept of somebody else's drink. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'll take something something stiff. Nothing nothing too fancy this time. It's been That's a long night. Said. Uh, she actually pours you uh, Raytheon Um, she goes this might be to more your liking it's made by our people and she pours her a glass of uh, Lithuanian wine as well 
That's what she gave you, Raytheon. And takes a drink. Uh, she says, may I, may I see it? Yes. Raytheon turns um, his back. She, <laughs> you, why, why you turn your back, uh, Raytheon? She goes, well, hold, hold on one moment. Uh, Every and... chance I might try to steal that again. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, with the Guardians. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Was it, like, by choice, or? It was a compulsion. Compulsion. All right, I'll, I'll watch out wait. for that in the future. Jeez. Hold, hold. Eliza goes, wait a minute. There. This is the blade you found on Zeku. Was there another blade that you found? Oh, now I recall. Um, I think it was more of a test. I don't know if it was a real blade. Uh, but it was... <sighs> what have we talked... What have we told her yet? Um, it, just, it has to do with the... Uh, where, where were we fighting the, uh, the necromancer? There was, a, uh, there was a test to get through it. Did, did we talk to her, Eliza, about any of this? No, huh? She's like piecing it together as you guys are. She realized that one, you said you got this one off of Zeku, and then it sounded like she talked about the Guardians, which she was like, "Wait a minute, there was no Guardians uh, in the uh, Eliza, academy." Are you are you basically the mayor of this town? Ah, <laughs> uh, more or less. We do have a mayor. Hey, they are more of a figurehead, if you understand what I mean, if you catch my drift. They are um, sometimes incompetent. Alright, are, are you familiar with the the crypts or the uh, the areas underneath the temple, or the academy? Yes. Um, okay. I helped yes. Morty create that. Okay, yeah, there was, a, there was a blade down there. See, I did not know why we created it, nor what he hid in it, but... It makes sense. The Sanctuary Stone, the Safeguarding, the Celestial. It all makes sense now. There was another blade down there? Yes, I think it was a test to see if we were going to take it. I was. And uh, another sip. <laughs> He's still drinking that horrible moonshine. He's not going to let it go to waste. <laughs> she, she, like, touches your forearm. Do not worry it we all face all of our kind face that temptation uh she turns back and goes well, what kind of did you well did you take it from the crypt and, no oh yeah ruby goes yeah and pulls it from out of her sack and places it on ruby her. what the heck i didn't know i thought i mean we were there that was part of the treasure i thought ah. She's learning. <laughs> I didn't even oh, see Nabbit. No wonder I, they attacked us. No, no, no. They didn't attack until... Well, I didn't want to point fingers, but until Raytheon tried to go for it. And I did, uh, and he's finishing the moonshine, <laughs> moving to the wine. See, uh, uh, <laughs> Eliza like, takes that cup and takes another cup that was like laying over there with some more. Uh, leftover beverage, alcoholic beverage in it, just so you don't just keep drinking like random people's drinks. <laughs> if you would, we, we kind of need to get through the debrief with uh, some kind of cogency. <clears throat> uh, you know, we can have some. We can drink it up later tonight. But let's let's get through this. 
she goes, okay. let's start with the first blade, the this the blade that Zeku had. All right. I uh I put it on the counter, like uh on the bar the bar counter, and I very delicately to make sure I don't touch any bit, I um unfold unfurl the uh the cloth that's inside of. Uh, and as well, as soon as you put it down on the table, like she moves her hand sort of over in that general direction and looks at you, Raytheon goes, don't, don't worry. It's, it's okay. You don't have to fear. <laughs> Look, if I was going to stab you, I'd have done it a minute ago. <laughs> and you would have tried and you would have failed. <laughs> uh, actually, let me have everyone make me a lower check. Lower? I hardly know her. This is going to be a three purple difficulty lore check and a two purple difficulty magic check. And let's let's do this one at a time. That way, if, if someone wants to pass off a boost die, they can. I've got just two greens to three purple. Okay. Go ahead and roll. I don't. I get okay. threats. You get a threat. That's three successes and two threat, my man. That'll do a pain. Raytheon, you start looking at this thing. Actually, Leo, you pull it open and you actually like when you touch it, you you feel like your skin begins to like not burn, but like it's a warm sense, like a it's like an uncomfortable hot sensation that runs up your arm. You suffer one through the cloth, or am I touching it through the cloth? Uh, Raytheon, just him opening up causes two strain, even though you don't have any desire to pick it up for some reason. It just pops into your head. This looks like a dagger, an ancient elven dagger um, from like a bygone era. And it was daggers that were cursed with shadow magic um, to and they're they're called shadow blades. And not only were they more deadly, um, they could. They also had very various types of different magical qualities to them, in terms of like how they were deadly. That's that's what you get with just a, a straight success. Katji, you have that necklace. If you would like, you could use this necklace right now. Okay. So, so flip a story point. Okay. And you can make um, an easy primal check. What's what's an easy check? One what? One purple. Okay. How describe how this? How do you? How do I mean? Describe how? How do you want to? How do you want this necklace to work? Basically, so, I've given uh, you the mechanics. So as, so as I look, um, I'm going to kind of lean in a little bit and, and look at it. And I just get a sense. Um, I'm. In fact, for this, I'm going to say that actually my necklace kind of, I feel kind of warm against my skin. I'm going to, whoa, hold on a second. Let me, let me ask Athliella what she thinks. This is totally her domain, maybe. And so uh, I'm going to touch the necklace and hold it up and go, uh, hello, I'm new to this, but Athliella, what do you think? I think she speaks to you and says, yes, it is a shadow blade. And this one has been cursed and has if if someone that has been tainted with shadow magic comes in contact with it it can be 
it can can it can establish a connection with someone else and they could possess them or control them i would say you get that from like the three advantages how do you want to spend the triumph i could give you another piece of information or well i mean as long as she's there i probably i don't like um can you take this burden from us because we can't destroy it um she no she's she cannot destroy it. she already told you guys that she cannot destroy those sort of things yeah um I could tell you where if you want to use that triumph, I could tell you where this dagger came from. What about that? Uh yeah, I'll go for that. This dagger. Did y'all hear this? Did y'all hear what she said? No one can hear her except for Donovan. Just just to be clear. Gachi Gachi can only hear her. So guys, did y'all hear what she said? Eliza? But Afriel, just then, when I asked her about the, uh, the the thingy. No, I didn't hear any other voice other than Eliza, as far as her is concerned. She only has words for me, then. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, this, this dagger is from a corrupted city of the elves. Uh, I would just say... Uh, Eliza, uh, she says, the city of Alador. Well, this sounds like some serious shit. Valador, that place up to the north? Yes. Okay. The far northeast. My parents used to tell me stories of that place when I was a kid. It is the proverbial boogeyman place for elves. I guess you could say. Yeah, they kept threatening to send me there. (laughs) She laughs. Oh, uh, see? The stories I told you weren't so bad. Now, were they, Ruby? She's like, yeah, only only Morty told me creepy stories like that. So the question comes from the group. What should we do with this, this tag? What should we do with it? Well, uh, Eliza, you know, the comings and goings, you know how illegal this thing is. What would you recommend? Well, by law, it is required that we hand it over to the guard. However, yes, Captain we... of the Thieves Guild. What do you recommend? Well, if <laughs> you would like a different option, we can... Is there any way that... I mean, you saw Morty's vault. We could keep it back down there. I do not think Alfredo really wants it near her, from what she said. And also, she said that it cannot come in contact with anyone who has been tainted. Well, how do we test for that? Oh, I, Look, we, we can't use this weapon. Uh, like not directly, like even just through the cloth, I made my skin crawl. Uh, it was awful. But I was just wondering if there's any way we can profit from this in a way that would make us stronger. Because it's very valuable. I just I'm not going to sell it to some monster. Oh, we will not be selling this item. I I do not. That is not how I run the thieves guild. At least not mine. If I do not play with shadow magic things. They are vile. And I would wish I would rather see them destroyed, at least taken out of the hands of anyone who wishes to use them. Raytheon just sort of like looks over at Cat G and says, You see? You see, I'm not the only one who thinks this way. Wait, 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 wait. I just thought of something. What do you, this this city do you think it might be linked to whatever is directly attacking the uh, uh, three woods or three oaks? The uh, city of Vala something something? It could be. 
something could be coming from there. It could be where the adversary or whoever was behind this is located at. But this blade came from that city. That is certain. Now, these blades may travel. They have traveled all over Alaria. But it's originated, its origins are, are from that city. Well, so, okay, so it could be Valador, but Eliza, you should be aware we actually caught a changeling that was heading up to Three Oaks to steal the, the, the stone. Yes, the Night Blade, I believe you said it yeah. was. Yeah, that was all the way down south of the Black Fields. Before goblins murdered him tragically. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we left him bound up while we were saving the uh, the caravan from other goblins. He could not defend themselves when they when they attacked. He was tied up and naked. Oh, well, I will not be shedding a tear over a uh, a changeling or a nightblade. In terms of <clears throat> a nightblade, it could have been someone hired him to come here. You said he, but he wasn't after the blade. He was after the the stone. Yeah, no, no. There, um, as far as I know, everyone was after the stone. Are they related? I would say that they were. The stone protected Three Oaks. I knew Morty had created one, even though I cautioned him not to. I would say that they're connected. The stone protected Three Oaks. I would assume that Morty had something that he needed protected in the vault. And this is, and she points to the other case, this is what you found in the vault. That's correct. Uh, she goes, may we open it? Listen, this isn't going to be something where we show your awares, then you rob us of it, right? <laughs> no, I'm not going to rob you. First off, why? I've already told you, I do not deal in shadow magic or shadow weave items. They are... <sighs> Again, they are vile, hideous things that I wish that I knew or had the ability to destroy. I'm just saying we're we're here to we're we're helping out here. We we can expect no ill from the thieves guild here, right? No, not at all. I'm not going to. You have shown all the good graces that you could by coming and defending this city. In, uh, to my surprise, acted with a level of. Bravery and intelligence that I did not expect from you, I and any of you, after you came to town and began to flaunt a night blade around the the city, asking about what it was. I didn't do that. Well, you were a part of the group, though. Anyway, no, I'm not going to... It wasn't a shadow weave knife. That's, that is true. That is true. To your to, to your defense, it was not the same same thing. Are you really going to attribute to malice that which can really be easily attributed to stupidity? Well, that's what I was basically saying. Is that I anyway? Can we? May we open it? Uh, Ruby, you you're the one that got it. Um, can we open it? Uh, she Ruby goes. I don't I don't want to open it. I don't want to open it at all. I don't like it. You can have it, Mom. And she, like, shoves it over. Eliza takes the case, and with two flicks of her wrist, she magically unlocks the latches and opens it. As soon as she sees what's inside, her eyes widen, and her face goes white. 
She firmly closes it, and with another wave of her hand, you see an arcane barrier form around it. Well, that's a good sign. This is a shard from the sword that was used in the war to fight the elves. Some have called it the Devouring Blade, some have called it the Violet Blade, some have called it uh, Deathbringer, some have called it Nightbringer, some have called it World Ender. It's had many names throughout the years after the war. To each race, one piece of, of the blade was given to each race to safeguard and protect. I did not know that Morty had brought it here, though. Which race was this to? Well, it would be the human race, the kingdom of Orexia. So this is the best that the human race could do? I am sure that Morty had done well. For 50 years, no one had even come to Three Oaks looking for this thing. Something must be happening that they found out that it was not in the capital. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about it, 50 years is a pretty good track record on keeping something highly sought after hidden. Well, hypothetically, it's still hidden, and only the three of us know about it, or only we know about it. That is true. Uh-huh. However, you said you, did you say you fought a necromancer? Apparently yes. he knows about it. Yeah, uh, and you remember the saying, three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. And Did, did he mention it? Oh, yeah, he asked for you to hand it over. He asked for it. Yeah, he he straight up asked for the blade. I I guess I I told him he can go McFuck off. (laughs) I was guessing he was talking about the shadow weave we had wrapped up in my pack. Okay. No, he wanted the blade. Ah, all right then. Eliza, what, I mean, you seem to know what this is. You seem to know the importance of this. What's, what do we do from here? We must contact the queen. It is not... It would not be wise not to inform her of what has happened. And, in fact, <laughs> she probably already knows and is on her way here. Oh, well, it'd be good for the town. The town will get a good economic boost. and Maybe I can, maybe the Thieves' Guild can make a little profit as well when she comes. You might want to re- redecorate before she gets there, too. <laughs> oh, this yeah, place is fantastic. Uh, all the bones are probably going to freak her out. Uh, yes, we'll, we will be sure to clean that up. Uh, if if it is at a possible, I would say we hi- we safeguard both of these items in the very place that you found them. Well, at least the very place where you found this shard, if it is possible. Hmm. It's safe, but I mean, would we have to go through everything again to get it back for the queen? Or and if the queen asks for it, is this something we offer her? <laughs> I mean, it belongs to the queen. Apparently, that's that was okay. the agreement that I heard, or at least was told by Morty. Oh, um, we saw Morty down there. Did you? Was it really Morty, or was it just... It was like a... Projected. Uh, it, projection. It, ah. it, was, it was a projection of the real Morty, who was apparently being held captive. Oh, well, that's not good. Did he tell you where he was being held captive from? He told us that there were mountains. Okay. And Forrest, he didn't know quite where he was, just that there was a devil coming to whip him. And he was at the top of a giant erect tower. You know, like a dragon spire of some sort. Uh, I, it would be very odd if he was at dragon spire. 
It's possible. Uh, it'd be very odd if he was anywhere but here, but here we are. Well, that is true. It could be that he is in the very place that this blade came from. Valador? It's possible. Oh. Hmm. Great, that yeah. I That's going to be fun. You cut out a couple of times there. Oh, check. Sorry, if you want to, if anyone would like to make an average lore or forbidden knowledge check, you can do so to learn about I'll make a, bearded devils. I'll make a lore check. Two purple difficulty. All dice is kids. I'm back. Yeah, I'm, this tastes really good. <laughs> All right, Seth. Go. All right, Makro. Let's see what Makro's got. Catchy, what'd you get? Oh man, Makroche gotten it. I got one X. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was wrong. Oh run. my gosh. Ruby. <laughs> Ruby's got us. Okay. Say it was Ruby. All right, what's Ruby? Let's see what. Uh, she's got a good lore. She's Everybody's good just lore. like, this bar's nice. <laughs> this, I don't know anything about bearded devils. They're devils. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's got one advantage. Um, I spent all my time checking out those three she knows where you can find a book. She goes, wait, I think I read it. I saw a book in, in, um, in Morty's in the Academy about um, evil creatures and where to find them. Oh yeah, written by uh, Scoot and Amanda. <laughs> no, hey, that's fantastic. He wrote the he wrote the amazing creatures and where to find them. <laughs> okay, so so she at least knows field. where to find the book to find out the information. Yeah, we can find. We can look at it tomorrow. Okay, great. Well, she looks at Eliza. Uh, looks at all you. I do have something I would like to offer each of you. She says one one moment and uh she goes back into the the back room and she's gone for a few minutes and then comes back out and hands each of you a small pouch uh and sets a small pouch on the bar right in front of each of you uh even ruby this is a small token of my gratitude and a gesture of goodwill i guess you could say Inside, you will find 150 silver. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I, I wrap the uh, the 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 wee, uh, shadow weave dagger back up tightly. Um, she looks to you, Donovan, or Kachi, and says, "I believe we had discussed something else that you would like to sell to me." All right, and uh, I perform my thing on my cloak and produce the dagger. And go, here it is. Hey, nice blade! <laughs> she just kind of like, uh kind of acts a little exacerbated. <laughs> oh, gosh. But is why? there a problem with me saying, night blade! <laughs> really loud for everyone to hear. I think we're okay tonight. Most people are, I believe, still trying to recover from the skeletal attack. The skeleton attack. And Is there anyone else in the room besides no, the adventurers? Just, just you guys. I just hold it up and like, look, a night blade right here in my hand. And she holds her hands out like, okay, you've had your fun. Just do you want to do you want to make this transaction or not? I would love to. And please keep in mind the greatest theme I hold your beauty in. And I hand her the, uh, the, the dagger, not blade first. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she takes it. Her chest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she, she takes it and hands you another, uh, I believe he said 150 gold. 
There's not gold, silver. Silver, yeah. Uh, if you'll excuse me, hey, Leo, do you think this is a appropriate amount for this amount? I am so bad with money. I'm sorry, how much did you say? 120. 120 silver. Oh, you can do better than that for such a rare item. All right. Do you want to negotiate against her? I want to negotiate so hard. <laughs> okay. All righty. All right. That difficulty is going to be three purple dice. Can I assist them in any no! way? No! <laughs> no! Actually, I said that wrong. It's supposed to be three red die. but <laughs> Oh, I guess I better roll it properly. Do you want to re-roll it? I'll let you re-roll it. Three red die. It's gonna be... Can I help them <laughs> anyway? All right. I got to try them. <laughs> <laughs> I like them odds. All right, you got a failure, a threat, and a triumph. Um, oh, man. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna penalize Cat G for you failing this, this check with a threat. But um, she is definitely a little agitated now because this was kind of already sort of like she already made an offer earlier. Now, now, not to not not to nitpick, but can we hear what he says and what she responds with? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. That's about the going rate of a normal silver dagger. This one. Is so rare that people talk about it. They, they, uh, it scares people. That sounds like this is more valuable than a regular silver dagger. Wow, he does make a good point. That is true. Uh, the I think her her counter is that she goes. Well, that is true. I did also just give you each a hundred and fifty gold for out of the kindness of my heart, and well. Huh. As a, Thanks. As a, that's, a, as a, that's such a nice price for us saving your daughter's life who was bleeding out in the uh, monastery. Thank you. Uh, with that, she... uh, that's the point where I look at him and give him the, oh, you done fucked up look. <laughs> yeah. uh, she looks at that and goes... <laughs> Raytheon's just like, so we're going to fight. That's what we're going to do. Next. No, <laughs> no <laughs> I am not going to fight. I am I'm, I'm... very thankful <laughs> for you protecting my daughter. And this was only the beginning of a goodwill gesture. However, it could be the end, if you so wish to see it that way. She is, she is, she is so difficult. Uh, is, there, is it even possible to have a more difficult check than that? Oh, yeah. Like, literally, the ability to teleport anywhere in the world <laughs> is three purple. It's just like, it's four purple. Uh, just four purple. I mean, she's the, a, like the, that's that's her the skill. ability to literally teleport anywhere in the world is four, <laughs> and she's three red. Three. Like that's the difficulty difference. <laughs> just just getting her to like up it by like up it to one fifty <laughs> is harder than teleportation across the world. I mean, that's how post checks work. It goes against negotiation. <laughs> this is her stats. That's how competitive it is. It's just sometimes you're going to run into people yeah, that have good no, negotiation I, I, skills. Hey, it I was, was a 50 50. You had three I'm yellow. Like, like, he had three red. She had three red. Yeah, and I was going to ask, what do you want to do the triumph for? Like, well, Matt, I will add, I'm just ridding you. Like, this is the leader of a thieves' guild. Her job is literally acquiring items and selling them. Yeah. She would be the master of this. Oh, yeah. Um, with the Triumph, uh, what, what do you recommend? I mean... I would, li- I would like her... Uh, I'd say I'd like her respect as a tradesperson. Okay, yeah, totally. 
she she's a little perturbed. Like she did just give each of you 150 silver, and then made a goodwill gesture. You know, in that goodwill gesture, but also then you know made good on her promise to purchase the blade, the night blade from from Kotji. Um, so that was kind of like I probably maybe like felt like a little bit of an insult to to haggle over that at this point, but I think she does. She goes, however, I do admire a man who is willing to go toe to toe with a high elf who's been in this business as long as I have for his friends. And hmm. with that, you have my respect, but also, um, I could see us having a very bright future together, business-wise. She makes that clear. Well, I can't imagine this is the last sketchy thing we're going to find together. Oh, uh, yeah. But just business-wise, eh? I see you do have a penchant for the humans. Looks at Ruby. She gives you... <laughs> Eliza Gross. cuts you like a really nasty eye. <laughs> I'm smiling though. I think you might want to stop digging, friend. <laughs> You're really bad at this. Oh, or I'm really good, and this is my goal. Kaji. Oh, thank you for your help. Uh, she does uh, give you 120 gold, uh, silver. Gosh, I always want to say gold. Silver, Donovan, Kaji. And how much was in the, in the bag? 150. Well, if that is all, I believe that I have a few things that I need to attend to. Oh. Uh, Thank you so much. You've been a very gracious person to talk to. And if you ever decide to break that uh, human habit. She looks at you and goes, what would that mean? <laughs> would you like to spell that out for Gracian us? finishes know. his drink and he says, you know, I haven't slept in a hammock in a while. A hammock sounds nice. And he you're, the, you're, you're the leader of the Thieves Guild and uh, we both like doing wine. Are you trying to seduce me, Kaji? Oh, in front of your daughter, that would be a horrible, horrible thing to do. Wink. Ruby goes, yuck, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> and takes like takes the the case of the the night the the shard and puts it like back in her bag. Ruby, Ruby, we're just we're just playing, okay? Nope, we're trying to see I'm if god. she has any nope. of your humor. Nope, I'm god. Uh Ruby? Ruby, shouldn't we leave that somewhere more secure than your bag? Well, I was gonna go take it to the, the academy. Are we just going to assume it's all safe now? No, I mean, like an undead army just tried to get it, and it, we're gonna we're gonna take it. Yeah, we're gonna take it down to the academy. But let's go together. Don't don't go by yourself, Ruby. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I okay. Well, let's go then. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, right. I go with Ruby. Yeah, same. Eliza, thank you. I, I'm sorry. I, I I tested your humor. I see. I see. Uh, we get need to get to know me better for that. Yes, I believe so. All right. Y'all have a good evening. Take care. Good night. Ruby looks to you, Makra. Makra, you've been kind of quiet. Do you? Would you like to join us? You can stay at the inn. I mean, not the inn, but the, the academy with us. There are extra rooms. Um, well, sure. Might have to clean up some skeletons, but yeah, there's some extra rooms. There's plenty of very places to stay. Yeah. Do you juggle? I mean, I mean, there are lots of bones there. You could. Juggle? No, I I don't juggle. Huh. Find time to learn. Raytheon just starts walking. Very peculiar group here. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Yeesh. But I am intrigued, and you seem to be on a mission of, cer- of a certain degree, anyway. At the very least, you are at odds with this necromancer. Yep. 
By the way, has anybody actually seen the new guy touch any, you know, silver coins or anything like that? Yes. Uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Makara, but we have to ask you to just touch one of the coins in your bag, please. Just just for our sanity. Uh, we so paranoid. We, we dealt with the changing a while back and just been a little bit paranoid about it. Ruby, like, gives y'all an ugly look. He helped us. He just helped us. And you guys are that suspicious of him? They are. I pull out and hand out a coin towards him. <laughs> Try one of mine instead. I know it's not wooden painted over. <laughs> if it wouldn't offend you too much. I mean, you did help us. <laughs> Y'all <are> so <laughs> paranoid. Oh my goodness. Look, Matt, you throw one changeling at a group of people. <laughs> I know. Everybody thinks everyone is a changeling, even a party member. <laughs> you know, hey, should we have mentioned that owl to Eliza? Raytheon just like turns around and just like books it back. Tell her all about the owl. <laughs> no, you're not going all the way back to tell her about the owl. <laughs> no, come on, that's something Raytheon would do. Uh, maybe you could tell her later. Let's do that. <laughs> Does Marco touch the silver coin? I don't know, Marco. Do you touch the silver coin? I'll touch the silver coin. Nothing happens. Yay! <laughs> How about that? Maybe that'd be a good name for us as a as a group. Scions the of the silver coin. coin. Hey, I need you to touch the silver coin. What happens? <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> All right, so you guys make it to the academy. Um, I think when you get there, Ruby kind of turns to you guys and goes, "I think we should put up like a like a barrier." She looks to like Raytheon and and Makra. He goes, "Do y'all know how to?" How to do that? You know how to do a, a barrier? Okay, look, Ruby. Look, here's out. a chair. You see that door? You see the way that the handle opens? No, I'm talking about. Look, I'm not. I'm not talking about that kind of. I'm talking about a magic barrier. Oh my! <sighs> well, look, you see, you angle it right under the handle to pull it open. Right, like just jam it in there, real full firm. And now people can't get in from the outside without without making real a lot of noise. Just like a dental dam. Yeah. That's it. I do know how to make a barrier, although <laughs> I am very near my strength threshold. This would be the last well, if I were I to assist that. with that. I think you guys can put up a barrier, a magic barrier. Yeah. Working all three together, I think y'all can do this without, like, suffering strain. Uh, this is. Get in the okay. chair. Get another then, chair. Then, Put yes, that, that is something of this that. Door. <laughs> That's something that divine magic can do. Locking a window, locking another window, locking all the windows in the academy. <laughs> a little bit later, a messenger comes and knocks on the, like, the door. <sighs> moving the chairs, moving the chairs. <laughs> Hello? He goes, oh, it's an it's a orc. And he's like, oh, yes, uh, Lady Eliza wanted me to come by and tell you she's got a Ask the guards to station a few troops around the academy. Oh, well, did you tell Lady Eliza she can F off? No, nah, just kidding. She'd probably kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably so. I wouldn't want to tell her that. <laughs> I'm so scared of her. <laughs> oh, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, she said y'all be staying up here. Might need some extra eyes and swords. So Always welcome. I figured I'd come tell you. Well, did she give you a coin for a tip here? Oh, that's mighty kind of you, sir. Oh, he like 
gestures thing. Of, Thank you. Oh, is it, is his hand bare? Yeah, yeah. Poor Forrest Gump doesn't know what's going on here. Thank you. It's awful kind. Good. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> what's your name? So you'll not be a non-essential NPC. Uh, my name's Stumps. Oh, Stumps. Yeah, look, I got no. It's on account of his prosthetic legs. No, no, no. He holds his hands up. I can up. see them right there. He goes, look, I got little stumpy fingers. Say, oh, there are worse things to be stumpy. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, like, he points and smiles. <laughs> this guy's funny. All right, I gotta go. I, uh, have a good night. You too, Stumps. Does he point or does he just point? <laughs> and so a little bit later, uh, a, do, a small attachment of troops do come by and sort of set up guard around the academy. Well, Raytheon knows that he can't uh, go out in the woods right now, so he's going to find a potted plant or something and just go sit with it. <laughs> what, what the hell are you doing, Raytheon? Is that your friend or something? Tonight it is. Are you cuddling a plant? No. You're you're snuggling with a plant. It's, Don't worry about like, it. He just like leaves, just storms out of the room, comes back, grabs the plant, and leaves again. <laughs> it's, it's probably just an elf thing. It's okay. I, I accept you, Raytheon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to find him again. Either, He'll be man. punch dancing in the uh, in the lecture hall. Someday, Kaji, someday we should really ask him about the uh, punch dancing bit. <laughs> yes, yes, we should. Uh, whenever he can't reach us. Uh, Makra. Yes. I'm sorry. It's this has been such a blur with the, the night being this way. What what brings you to Three Oaks? Uh well. As a monk, I travel around doing what good I can for those I encounter along the way, and my travels just happened to bring me here. Fortunately, <laughs> too, as I was able to help bring some assistance and rouse the city's guard in time for the events of the city. I, I can't believe this anything but Providence, but I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Dang it, now you let him tell us his story. We can't kill him and steal everything he has in his sleep. Uh, Ruby goes, Ruby goes, they won't do that. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, Kaji's got that sense of humor. Oh, hopefully you, you, you're you okay with it. Uh, I don't experience a lot of humor on the road in my own travels, so any humor is entertaining. Yeah. Surrounded by all those bones, I find it very humorous. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Marco, we're... Uh, it's been a long night. Let's get some rest, but let me know if you need anything. Well, we'll take care of you. I appreciate that. I am used to being fairly self-sufficient. I think uh, Ruby, as she makes, like, she she starts up the fireplace in the center of the room. Um, sort of the center of the tower. And um, looks at you, Makra, and goes, um, did you? I know this is going to be weird, but did you know Morty? Uh, did you do you ever know him? Does not ring any bells. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Turn upstairs, you batshit crazy. She goes. Well, here's the thing, and she looks to like uh, Leo and Kachi and goes. There was a chest down in his um, dungeon vault with your name on it. I mean, we left it there, but. I'm pretty sure it said Makra. So I 
figured I would ask. You sure know oh, what's yeah. with if my name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if we're taking that chest down, we should you should go with us. Um very well. I'm intrigued. Well, we could do that tomorrow after we've all rested. I think we definitely need our rest, but I just figured out. I certainly do. Okay, yeah, we can rest. Now, Marker, just so you know, the whole time you're sleeping, there's something really awesome down there in that chest for you. Something that's definitely going to make your life a lot easier. Just just to keep that in your head while you're sleeping, okay? Uh, I will. Thank you. All right. If any of you pass the uh, the lecture hall, you, you'll overhear just like, should have told her about the owl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Hey, building. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to take this moment to retire. If he gets more crazy, please take him out before he reaches my room. Okay. Oh, and before I go to bed, all you're going to hear from me is I'm going to be whispering to my necklace and say, "Thank you for your help." Today. If anyone home. needs me, I'll be whispering to my necklace. <laughs> 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 that one right there, he's an asshole. <laughs> Shit, I told him about that. <laughs> Content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast, Genesis Role Playing Game, Genesis Logan and Realm Tearing property of NES and Flight Games. Any content used from Genesis Foundry belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting and setting book is property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast.